Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to season 4 of Convert Central. Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore, regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim, or prospective Muslim. Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays, and our community events are held every month. Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, um, right now we are actually just a few weeks removed from Ramadan. And that means we are going to have another uh, episode of our Ikrat Reflections. So thus far, you've heard the Ikrat Reflections of uh, Sis Lydia. As well as uh, the, the second episode where we, where we discussed with Brother Adian about his, their journeys coming into learning the Quran and this, uh, you know, perspectives from our born Muslims in the community. So today we're going to capture the perspective of a, a convert in a community where, you know, she started learning the Quran, uh, you know, after becoming a Muslim. And then subsequently, even right now, she's teaching Quran to other converts and other Muslims in the community. So, um. With, with the intention, you know, uh, when we record our Iqra Reflections episode to emphasize the importance of learning the Quran uh, as a Muslim in our daily lives, but also coming into Ramadan, this is a good opportunity for many of us to start. And if you guys have no idea where to start, then perhaps listen on to the story to see how people start. And if you guys are afraid of the challenges, then listen to how they kind of got past the challenges so that for you, you don't have to find out through experience and work your way through. You can take the advices of our guest speakers and apply them to your own journey as well, inshallah. So today with me, I have my co-host, uh, Sis Hafi. She has become a rather, you know, uh, influencing celebrity within our CC circus. And I'm very happy to have her back again, uh, co-hosting the podcast. So, uh, so without further ado, I'll pass my time to her for her to introduce Sis Aisha, inshallah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everybody. So yes, we are back with another episode of Ikra Reflections. I'm so excited today. We have Sis Aisha with us, who is not only going to share her perspective as a Quran student, but as a Quran teacher, mashallah, a convert Muslim being a Quran teacher. That's just beautiful to hear. And I can't wait for everyone, including myself, to hear more of her story. But before that, let's hear exactly who is Sis Aisha? So I'm going to pass over the time to her to maybe share a bit about herself, a bit of background of her convert story. But of course, we have we cannot go too in-depth into it because today is about Iqra Reflections. But so far, I've heard about Sis Aisha. She converted not just last year or two years ago, but back in the day, year 2000. So Sis Aisha, please share with us a little bit about who you are and how do you come into Islam, inshallah. Okay. Uh, Assalamualaikum. Uh, I'm Sister Aisha Chen. Okay, uh, I'm this year I'm 51 years old. And then uh, I embraced Islam around, I think, year two, yeah, 2000. I think that time should be 29 years old. <laughs> yeah, okay, how do I embrace Islam? Okay, uh, it started off when I was uh, age 11. My dad passed away and we were all very panicked panicky at home, don't know what to do. And then uh, my dad was a taxi driver. He passed away uh, outside the house, which is uh, in his taxi. So uh, that was uh, the eve of Christmas on the 24th, that uh, tragic night, around 2 a.m., the police came to our house and knocked on our door and informed us that my dad already passed away, uh, suspected uh, maybe having an heart attack so we were all very panicked we don't know what to do at home only my mom my sis and myself the three of us all female 
we do not know what to do. So when they are here, uh, they were all like puzzled, uh, all discussing whether to do the Buddhist style or the Taoist style. And I was like so young at my age 11, I was wondering why is that that we need to choose? to choose the Buddhist or the, the Taoist style. So we, I, I have so many questions throughout the whole funeral that it triggered me to, to wanted to learn more. As a Chinese, we, we always learn like the piety of uh, being filial and so on. So we were, we were, I was wondering, my dad, is he, was he okay if he was uh, uh, in the hell? Uh, uh, is, was he suffering or what? I wanted to know more. I wanted to get that information. So that's why it triggered me to, uh, to get a lot of uh, Buddhist books and also Taoist books to learn about what is uh, after, after death. But the thing is, all these books only teach us to do good in this world, but never mention anything about after death and then how to go about it so i wanted to know how, how my dad was was doing that i was searching and searching in there i didn't get any answer i even like hoping to find any ghosts around that i can see and then to ask them to, to have a check on my dad but all this didn't happen so i was like uh, very upset and i've been searching for all different religion to read about their their, their message but it didn't say anything about such. So it in the end, after many years later, I become atheist because I cannot see, so I so I don't believe. Unless I see, then I believe. So that was my thinking. So until when I met my uh, husband that time, he was my colleague. We were talking about creator. And I was like, there isn't any creator as, as far as I know. Uh, all are mother nature. <laughs> Everything is all natural. So it, it, it really crashed with my understanding. So in the end, he suggested to me that, uh, why don't you, you come with me to Darul Akam to learn? Then I was like, okay, it's just another religion. I don't mind to go. So when I went for the orientation first, I was like, hey, the message was very interesting, which never, never in my whole life, I heard something about creator. So it triggered me to, okay, I can continue to, to learn some more. So I signed up for BCI, uh, beginner's class in, uh, in uh, Islam. So when I, when I joined, uh, before I joined this class, actually I went back to Xinjiang to look for Chinese Muslim over there, to look around, to observe how, how were the, the Muslim and so on. So I backpack for 20, 28 days. Then after that, I come back. That week was my uh, the starting of my BCI. Yeah, when I was in the BCI, when I heard the Ustad starting the class by reciting of Fatiha, I was like, I melted. Oh, the his recitation was so beautiful. I was like, oh, I want to I want to hear more. I want to hear more. So every classes I was looking forward to 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 this uh this every Sunday to listen to his Fatiha. And then his teaching and so on. Then, because he was like, uh, he was setting up his own center, so halfway, he need to uh, quit teaching. So I was praying inside. Oh please, please let me have another ustaz or ustaza who take over the class can recite al fatiha very well. So when I met my ustad who taught me Quran, his 
recitation was very powerful. It was like the, the, the impact was so strong. It actually can tremors your, your heart when he recite. So I was like, oh, another Ustad. Good, 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 good. So I was like looking forward to all my classes until I completed this PCI. I also went for other classes during the weekdays and so on. But after this PCI, I asked uh, this Ustad, Ustad, uh, do you have any classes to recommend me? Then he said, okay, uh, you come to my Quran class. Then I said, eh, so fast I start learning Quran. Can I or not? I'm, I'm, I still haven't even converted. It's just beginning of learning. So he said, never mind, you come, 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 come to my class. So I went to his class. It was a second week, so second lesson. So he was teaching seven letters per week. So that was 14 letters to learn on that day itself. And I find that I, yeah, it's manageable. It's easy. For me, it's easy, very easy. So I can continue. So until the end of the, uh, the complete the whole cycle, I'm able to read simple surah. Uh, with that, just that three months, three months now, I can read the simple surah without Dajri. Uh, in year about year 2001 after my conversion he actually asked me you want to teach please uh, he start to push me and my husband to teach we were like to teach i'm a convert <laughs> i cannot teach i i i still learning myself how can i teach so he said no 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 you can you can trust me and I, I still, uh, I rejected the idea because I, I was very timid. I cannot stand in front of people. I stand in front of people, I panic. I have a uh, stage fright. I cannot go on stage. So I said, okay, okay, okay. I, I will be, I'll be, I'll be shaking and then I don't know what to say. Then he said, okay, now my, so he asked my husband to teach first. So my husband was teaching and I was helping him. Then until when, uh, about, uh, after I came back from Umrah, I think uh, I, came, I went Umrah 2002, I came back about 2003, then uh, a few months later, yeah, I, I think I can, I am able to take over one class, I tried first, and the result was quite good, the students are able to, to read, uh, to respond and so on, but I feel that something is lacking. As a teacher, you need to know what to do and then to observe uh, your students' weakness and their, 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 their best performance and so on. I don't know all those. So after that, I, uh, my husband told me, hey, actually, Muiz and MDIS, they are setting up this, uh, this course only for Azatiza, teaching methodology and facilitation. So, okay, I, I joined the class. And from there, I learned uh, how, to, how to teach and how to present myself. Yeah, so until until now, I still upgrading. Uh, I went for classes to upgrade myself, and not only just uh, teaching, but also uh, Quran itself. Yeah, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Oh, mashallah. Your stories is so amazing. Like how you went from a con, uh, not even a convert yet, like someone interested about Islam. Then the way that Allah opened your heart through Al Fatiha, which I think is such a beautiful surah to so many of us and touches so many of our hearts. But to hear that that it alone can make your heart melt and tremble. Mashallah. I think that was really beautiful to hear and makes all of us listeners, inshallah, feel more appreciation for this beautiful surah that we recite up to 70 times or more a day, inshallah. Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, I think thank you so much, sis, for sharing the whole journey that you had 
from before a student to becoming a student and then becoming a teacher. Wow, mashallah. And I think you also were mentioning to me outside of this recording, uh, how you became a teacher was because your ustaz said, if not, if you don't become, a, like if you don't put yourself out there as a teacher, as a convert teacher, then who else can be this representation that converts to can teach Quran? Right, and yeah. then that really like yeah. moved you to like take up this opportunity. So Alhamdulillah for your ustaz, Alhamdulillah for all these people, your ustaz, ustaza, that Allah placed in your life to you know inspire you to do this and like make this your purpose in this world. Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. and thank you so much for sharing your challenges as a teacher. Now maybe we can talk a bit about your challenges as a student. So maybe you can dig a bit. To, uh, you know, year 2000, year 2001, when you first started learning the Quran, I'm sure it must have not been easy, but Allah still is teach so much for you. You said 14 letters was like manageable. Mashallah. <laughs> so I think that was very beautiful. It's actually quite simple. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I think a lot of people need to hear this because when we haven't like seen Arabic before and we never ever like, like tried reading the letters, it can be so intimidating, right? Like all the curves, all the dots. So what are these like challenges that you went through before you started like finding it easy and how did you overcome this challenge? I think you were sharing a special method your ustaz taught you that made you yeah. learn in three months. Mashallah, can you like elaborate more on that? Okay, uh, the method is like, it's quite simple. It's also very systematic. First, introducing seven letters per week. So at least like uh, what uh, his intention was, okay, each letter you master one day seven days per week so you master one letter per day so end of the week when you go for the next class is another seven letters so in these seven letters what we learn is we learn the pronunciation the articulation of where it come from where it pronounced and then also to recognize the letter uh, whether selfish letter uh, selfish letters can only uh, join at the end the succeeding form, and also uh, and also flexible letter, which can join beginning of the letter, middle of the letter, and at uh, the succeeding form at the end of the letter. Yeah, and some of them within three months they are able to read simple surah. Yeah. Mashallah, mashallah. I think uh, as you mentioned, a lot of the challenges that we meet when we are learning the Quran, right, is um sometimes we think that we have to learn it in a very short amount of time. Which is uh, which makes it like much more difficult, right? As you said, like um, you if you learn one uh, huruf every every day, you need less than a month to learn all the hurufs in the in the Arabic al- alphabet, right? Uh, and and you know maybe in a month's time you might even just once a day, right? You might even be able to re- revise it like two times already because you know in a month there are thirty days. So I think important thing when it comes to Quran is is this, it is a challenge, but it's a solution. Is to be consistent. Right. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, um, when we are able to be consistent every day, we are kind of um, allowing us more opportunities to learn in, in the same amount of time. If you are just learning once a week, you know, for like two or three hours, right? Then we are packing all of the time that we're gonna spend in a week just to one day. It makes it much more difficult. And and as as I think as we all always say as Muslims, um, our connection with the Quran doesn't only uh start and stop uh in our Quran class or when we are praying. You know, it, it should be something that is, uh, you know, built into our daily life. So for, for, for those who might be, you know, struggling with consistency or for when do, and for those who are struggling on where to start, right? I think your example, your, your own experiences also show them that the best way to start is to firstly find a teacher, yes. right? A teacher can have many styles, find one that works for you, you know? The second thing is to be consistent. Uh, when, when you're consistent, 
you know, Sis Aisha and, and many of our converts, they, they have proved so consistently that it's very easy to learn the Quran over the span of nine months. You can read fluently. There's no issues. But only if you're consistent, you know, when we show Allah that, you know, we value the Quran in, in, a, in, a, in a way that it should be valued, that we're reading every day. If we don't read it, we feel uncomfortable, you know, then Allah will give us the understanding of the Quran. They give us the understanding of how to recite the Quran, inshallah. So um, definitely, um, when it starts, the commitment sounds like seems extremely daunting, especially like for us young kids, right? Like we have quite a few of commitment and everything. But at the same time, it is the thing that will make us better Muslims. And it is the thing that uh, would supplement us for the life, for our lives. And some, some, some of us, when we, we wake up, we don't read the Quran, we, we don't feel like we started our day. You know, that's, that's the effect of reading the Quran after many, many years. So thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing, sis. I think this is very relevant to those who are starting to learn the Quran. Yeah. Those who um having problem to find time uh to to practice, it's best that okay, just five about five minutes yeah. per day. Yeah, it's starting just five minutes per day. It's good enough. Mm. And then uh when I was learning uh the letters, what I did is I was a graphic designer. So whenever I I complete my work and then send print while waiting for print, print out to, to, to come out. So I just write down the letters and then I paste on top of the, uh, on top of the computer and then just start to read. I just like that. And then also like writing, start to join whatever letters I, I can, uh, I, I already learned and start to join, 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 write, 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 write until the print out come out. Okay, then I stop. Yep. That's how, yeah. It, yep. It's quite simple. It's just find time and then just set a goal and also a, a time limit for yourself. How long do you want to able to read? You set a time frame and then you, you go for it. That yep. is much more, yeah, much easier. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% correct. Like work out a habit maybe after your prayers, just five minutes after that, uh, just, just to revisit the characters you've learned, you know, or maybe revisit the Tajwid rules you've learned for the week. That's enough. That's really enough. Like imagine five times a day, then in a week, that's like 35 times. There's so many repetitions, you know. So I think we'll move on to the, the portion where we talk about the importance of Quran, you know, uh, the recitation of Quran as a Muslim or as a convert. Like for you, why, why do you think it's important for us Muslims uh, or for converts to learn the recitation of the Quran? Okay, for me is uh, when I started learning because basically I want to know all the message that the prophet brought. What are those messages? I wanted to learn all. So actually, I I set myself a time frame. Okay, since I I already started learning and halfway in, so I I thought okay, prophethood is like within twenty three years. Okay, prophethood is the whole of twenty three years. So I thought okay, I can spend that twenty three years just to learn the message that he brought. So that includes the Quran. So what, whatever is inside the Quran, and the Quran is not just a read as like this. It's not just a story. It's also uh, all the guidance are inside and all the rules, rules and regulation, the law are all inside and also the, uh, and also the healing verses. So whenever it's like, it's all within our, yeah, within the deen, way of life. So what I need is all inside the Quran. So I wanted to dig that treasure out from it. I wanted to learn to know all about it. But of course, until now, I still maybe halfway in. <laughs> yeah. So there are so much information in it. 
and also in from the sunnah i also every year i'll take out the sunnah and then from from page one uh, Sahih Bukhari, the 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 uh, summarized Sahih Bukhari, I read from the beginning until yeah, until middle is is such a thick book. I'll just read and read and read to go through all the all the hadith, uh, to refresh my memory about the hadith and also the Quran. I'll just uh, read and then uh to sometimes I just flip open one page and then from there read a bit. It's not like very, uh, I don't say I spent a lot of hours in, in that, but whenever I think of some, some ruling, I'll try to look for the answers. Uh, that's how, yeah, my bit by bit to add up my, my information of what I did. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, thanks so much for sharing, sis. I think, yeah, you, the, you, the way that you explain about how Quran is very relevant to any every Muslim's life because it's not just about recitation, but it's about teaching you the way of life and how you, how to say, like you use it as a guide. Like whenever you have problems in your life, you go back to the Quran and mashallah, I think that is truly the relationship that we should all strive for with our the holy book, the one only word of Allah that we have and the only linkage we have to him, direct linkage through his word. Lah. So Alhamdulillah, thanks so much for sharing. I also wanted to share something that I saw on Instagram recently, which I thought was very relevant. Uh, this is a short sharing. Okay, a man once asked uh, one of the Salaf, how much Quran should we read? And he replied, equivalent to the amount of happiness you are looking for. So mashallah, I think that, that was yeah, uh, that's very, nice. Yeah, that reminded me, I, I mean, I got reminded when you said that uh, you read the Quran because of the healing verses or so. And I truly feel like Quran is, has a very beautiful healing power that when, when you read it, you just have this sense of peace and tranquility and suddenly your problems are so small. And I, I re really want to thank you for, you know, like reminding all of us about that. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Alhamdulillah. So, yes. So uh, <laughs> I think now that we talked about uh, what, why is the Quran important and we also, you also shared some of the tips that you have for, you know, converts or born Muslims coming back to Islam, trying to get closer to the Quran, um, like how they can get closer and stuff. Maybe we can end off with some closing tips in general about you know making this Ramadan the most um, most effective or the most uh, baraka filled month with the Quran. Uh, but what are the tips that you think you can share, or what are the things that you are planning to do for yourself about uh, your relationship with the Quran? Inshallah. For starters, who are totally zero, they can start to maybe get uh, a class to learn the letters first because it, you need to start somewhere in order to start reading to get your ibadah even the seeking knowledge is already getting rewards especially during during this uh, ramadan anything that you did are uh, multiplied so you just started with just letters itself you are getting the letters because when we uh, for those quran students we all know when you read one arabic letters you get 10 rewards if you have Udo, uh, sub, um, the ablution, when you're having ablution, when you read one letter, you get 50 reward. And when you are doing it, reciting it in the prayer itself, you get 100 rewards. So by learning just one letter itself, you already get 10 rewards uh, without any Udo, without, uh, not even in prayer. So you started with that first. For those already like uh, already know how to read, uh, try to try to improvise, uh, try to upgrade your recitation with all the correct articulation, especially Al Fatiha. Uh, Al Fatiha first. 
that is the main thing, the rukun of salat. So uh, you need to know your al-fatiha first. Okay, then others uh, who are much in much higher level, you can try to katam the Quran. That means uh, to reset within one whole Ramadan, your timing, divide your timing to, to recite the Quran and so on. Yeah. Yes. Coming to this Ramadan, right? Um, for those who might just be still learning the Quran and might not be able to recite fluently, right? Um, and possibly it might be difficult to learn given a short amount of time to finish uh, finish learning how to recite the Quran. But at the very least, learn how to recite our Surah Tufatiha properly, correct? Uh, because we're going to be praying a lot in Ramadan. And Surah Tufatiha, we have to recite that in every single rakat, every single prayer we have. So, you know, that's, I think that's the reason why also uh, the Quran is important to all of us, right? Because um, it's, it's used in our ibadah, right? It's, it's, it's considered a fadu ayn, to, uh, which is something that's obligatory for us to seek the knowledge to, to learn how to recite the Quran, you know, uh, to at least learn the proper tajweed so that when we recite the Quran, the way we recite it doesn't change the meaning of the Quran. This is why it's obligatory for us to do so. So importance is, is really knowing what are the things that we have to learn first. Right, like the Quran is a lifelong process. Like definitely, when, when we the scholars would describe the Quran as an immense, an immense ocean, uh, just because the ocean that you you would think that there are shores, right? But uh, ocean is is that you can see as wide as possible that as you can see, but you won't see that there's a shore. And when you jump into the ocean, uh, you get wet, but the you 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 don't you don't kind of you don't have the ocean when you jump in it, right? You just have droplets that your body touches. So every time you jump into the ocean, you're touching another part of the ocean, but you don't encapsulate everything, right? So um, I mean, it's a lifelong journey and we have to know um, what are the things that we have to get right first, which is the recitations of the surah that are very important, perhaps part of the sunnah, uh, recitation of surah al-kaf on Fridays, you know, uh, recitation of surah al-fatiha. And lastly, uh, indeed, uh, you know, coming into Ramadan, the Quran is, is, is really a miracle from the Prophet Sallallahu that still exists today. A lot of us, we forget that uh, in Ramadan, you know, it's not just about fasting. Ramadan is, is a month of fast, but it's also the month of the Quran. It's the month that the Quran was sent down to all of us Muslims. And, it's, and, and the Quran happens to be the only miracle that is existing from the Prophet in, in our days today. Every single one of the miracles of the previous prophets ended when the last person who saw it, witnessed it, passed away. But we have the Quran with us today. It's something that we can still experience the miracle without even, you know, perhaps sometimes just listening to the Quran is a miracle itself. How many times have you talked about it? You know, how many times we we felt so unease, you know, such unease in our hearts, but we hear the Quran and our hearts just instantly come down. How many times we we never thought that we would cry after hitting hitting adulthood, but the Imam just recites that just one day Imam recites that surah so beautifully, then we start crying. You know, Subhanallah, it is a miracle that is living with us today. You know, so indeed, this is a good time in the month of Ramadan to get closer to the Quran. This is a good time in the month of Ramadan to start your journey towards the Quran. You know, at the very least, just try to be just do a little bit consistently in the month of Ramadan. And inshallah, as, as Sis Aisha has mentioned in her experiences, you know, uh, if we put in the effort just every day, you know, Allah will make the process easy for us. Many of us, we don't uh, imagine learning the Quran to recite fluently in one year, you know, but it's possible. Many, many of us have proven that it's possible you know, with the correct intentions, you know, with the correct uh, actions and with correct guidance from our teachers, inshallah. So uh, I'd like to thank Sister Aisha for coming up here to give us, you know, insight from, from not just your experiences as a teacher, but also as a student, you know, of the Quran. And I think it's extremely important as, as Sister Hafi said that um, it's important for us converts to also stand up in the community when we're able to, to help others because we have been helped by others before, you know, come up and, and say that, you know, 
uh, converts can also play a part in guiding our community towards goodness. You know, and, and you being someone who in our community teaches the Quran is, is an indicator that, you know, us converts, we can, we, we can do much better, you know. So, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, indeed it's a blessing to have you on our podcast today. So, I think, alhamdulillah, thank you so much. So, uh, inshallah, hopefully, uh, when uh, Ramadan ends, we are able to get you back on a convert sharing episode to share. And, and subhanAllah, your convert story is such a, such a uh, story filled with so much twists and turns, right, uh, coming into becoming a convert and I was just telling Sis Hafi that the, the year you converted I was just two years old so you know your, your Islamic age is as old as my actual age so, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really our uh, pleasure to have you here today uh, 100% pleasure of ours so thank you so much Sis Aisha for coming up uh, we will end this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Asr Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu ala ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubi like Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wala asr innal insana lafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bilhaqi wa tawasaw bilsabr Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh